0: Spoilers, spoilers, spoiler season, season with, with us. us. New cards.
1: Welcome to spoiler season War of the Spark, episode one. Uh, Wars, this is spoiler season. I'm sick. I'm that's why my voice is a little off. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Sorry guys. Uh, but spoiler, spoiler season, season
0: is, is brought to you nice by you, you. our sponsors who are New England Comics, who you can find on Facebook at NEC Coolidge, and Flipside Gaming, who you can find at flipsidegaming.com.
1: Great, great. Thanks, Kate. So, uh, tonight, we're going to be going through... Uh, there's a ton of cards that have been spoiled. So many. Uh, but due to my illness, uh, we're, we're just going to... And the magnitude of the cards. Uh, we're just going to pick our favorites. Um, but before we start, Katie, I know there's something you wanted to talk about.
0: Oh, the trailer. You guys, the magic trailer was five in trending on youtube in the u.s
1: got up to four at one point
0: was it at four Yeah, yeah. yeah. like a magic the gathering okay just like you know just like understand like a a nerd trailer for like not a video game nerd all of us rude anyone listening to this is a nerd it's a good thing
1: what if someone tuned in by mistake
0: okay i'm sorry that's right but they would have tuned out by now football why (laughs) then there's okay um Yeah. But that's huge. And it was so good. It was so good. Like, so here's the thing, right? They originally previewed it during the the PAX panel, but the stream was not working. (laughs) So we, watching on Twitch, couldn't see the the trailer. And then they come back and the announcer's like, yeah, there's there's a lot of teary eyes in the audience and i'm like what are you talking about like what's wrong with these people especially because
1: in the past all the trailers have been like cards that were animated slightly with like a voiceover
0: right which is cool like i think they've gotten better at that too but like then we finally got to watch it it was really good like and like my eyes prick like it, it really made me feel emotion like it they really tell a story in such a short amount of time
1: what was your favorite what were your favorite elements of the trailer
0: i think they did a really good job animating liliana's face and making her like this is the most human that she's ever felt she really looked like a person who just like struggles and makes decisions and like fights like a normal person mm.
1: Yeah, I like that they uh, did a really good job of, you know, in only the span of two or three minutes of actually telling a complete story with like a beginning, a climax and an end. Like they, they did a really good job of that. So I, yeah. I was super impressed. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons that it was so resonant is because they, the, this you know, and the, the story didn't feel rushed. It felt like it was timed perfectly. Uh, and, um, you know, I had a lot of some not a some people making fun of the music. Uh, that I Lincoln Park is a Mimi, but, but sure, yeah, I thought sure. it was really good. I thought the selection was great as well. Like I thought everything about the trailer was was spot on. Um, yeah, they did a really good job with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like when Liliana makes the decision to like to fight Bolus, even though he holds her contract. Like, and then she starts to burn. Like I'm getting emotional just like thinking about <laughs> it. Like that moment, like when she makes that decision, and you see it in her face. And then she's, like, burning, but still fighting. I'm like, ah, my heart. Like, I just, like, how can you not respect that? You know? Like, people who fight for what they believe in, like, fight against the odds. It's just a really beautiful thing.
1: You're Liliana, Katie. You can be Liliana. When you're climbing those walls, you're rock climbing, (laughs) and that rock is like, no, you're not going to climb me. And you're fighting anyways, (laughs) even though your muscles scream in pain. that's we're all Liliana today wow good yeah. try good
0: yeah. try
1: so i guess uh with the trailer out of the way yeah excellent trailer good job wizards uh we should get on to the carts
0: i guess i mean
1: i know you would just you just want to watch the trailer now
0: i uh, yeah i do I, i'm gonna watch it again how many times have you since. watched it i think i've watched it five times so yeah. far it's really good yeah it's really good it doesn't so like the first two times i like had, like the beginnings of tears in my eyes i no longer get that but i still get like the feels the feels yeah in my heart that's heart. good
1: that's good it's Ugh. still still yeah i mean they they tell the story really well They crushed it so uh like i said tonight we're just going to try to highlight some of the cards that uh stand out the most well definitely hit all the planeswalkers so don't worry um the first one is ignite the beacon this is white four instant search library for up to two planeswalker cards reveal them put them into your hand then shuffle your library it's um, like
0: a better cocoa for planeswalkers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's really it's a tutor. Because like, oh, yeah. Coco puts one in the battlefield, right? I this know. puts one in your hand. Mm. Um, but it's really strong the fact that it's at an instant speed. Um, because this mm. lets you go like end step, grab Teferi and to <laughs> <laughs> Uh and put them into your hands. Uh-huh. So I sounds big...
0: like someone has a favorite.
1: <clears throat> hey, Teferi is bae.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, so yeah, so I think that um I don't know, this card could 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 see play. Could see play. Uh, it's just really nice, especially if like if a super friends shell comes together with all the planeswalkers. This is probably a card that you'll want um just because it does it's both card advantage and getting two like probably pretty impactful cards. Um, and the instant speed is just so nice. So nice. Yeah. I like this one. And it's weird. This could be like you could play this unlimited too oh yeah right which is weird to say that about a card that fetches two planeswalkers you're like yeah yeah my deck will probably have two at least yeah right never something you could say before right no. when we made you fun of like even say that Gatewatch. you had one. Yeah. yeah exactly
0: yeah
1: um all right next card uh,
0: next we have a land it's interplanar beacon whenever you cast a planeswalker spell you gain one life You can tap to add a colorless, or tap white. uh, Sorry, white one, and tap add two mana of different colors. Spend this mana only to cast Planeswalker spells.
1: Mm. Uh, This is another card that, like, this is going to be important if you're playing a lot of Planeswalkers in limited, but also in standard. Um, If you are in the Planeswalker deck,
0: Super Friends. Yeah, you'll want this. Yeah,
1: and I think we really have to wait and see. I don't know if we can say whether there will actually be a dedicated Super Friends deck, Mm. Um, but I, I'm really happy they gave us this piece because without a card like this, um, it's just too hard. Like, the mana is not good enough. Right. Which is crazy to say when we have shocks and checks, but they're, they're just not good enough. And we'll see too with some of the designs of the Planeswalkers and Uncommon, um, they've helped us to cast them too by using hybrid mana.
0: Right. Uh, I guess one thing is normally when you see the one tap, it's like a filter for that one mana, mm. but in this case, you get two mana out the one thing i did just notice is they have to be two mana of different colors so it won't help you cast i think we have like a isn't it triple blue jace Jace, yeah it's like this will only make you one blue
1: right so it does help it does inform a little bit like you know what your base color is like you can't just go like okay i'm gonna play you know mono black and splash ral in it right like you need to actually be or play like black green and splash jace like you can't do that off of interplanar beacon so i think that's good because you don't want a card that just lets you cast any play that's just silly and then two color pie bendy breaky Mm. bad so i like it i like it uh next we have ravnica at war this is white three sorcery exile all multicolored permanents um this is a niche card uh when you think about standard right now uh you have a lot of mono colored cards you have mono blue Mono white, mono red, hmm. uh, and even like Sultai, Right, the Sultai deck is like mostly green cards with Hydra Crisis. Right, but all the crasis. green cards
0: are the bad ones. The good ones, sure, are, the, are the high ones. Well, that's not true. The Planeswalkers are monocolored. Right. No, Vraska's not. But people are more on Vivian now, right? Yeah, Vivian's the. So that's monocolored.
1: Yeah. Um, but Drakes on the other hand, right? Hmm. You know, pretty much all multicolored cards. This does answer Niv. It answers Hydroid Crisis. It answers any multicolored planeswalker yeah uh so
0: exile too yeah i think
1: this probably won't see any play um any at
0: all you don't even think it's like a sideboard thing
1: i think you'll see very well i was gonna say is like super minimal play unless like the super friends deck is a thing because i think if you're playing super friends you probably have a lot of gold cards Mm -hmm. and then this becomes like a planeswalker board wipe yeah. Um, and I think that's what this is really probably for, because I, I like I just don't think it's worth it. To you don't play enough multicolored cards, you exile Hydra Crisis, Who cares? They already got their value off of it. Like it doesn't. It's not impactful. So True. not super high on that card. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go. Well, let's let's talk about um, you know our first mechanic here, new mechanic, in uh, not new returning returning. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the mechanic of the set. Yeah.
0: Ah, right. We only have uh, two. two mechanics in the set oh i do know what they both are yeah so uh uh this card is flux channeler it's blue two for a two two human wizard whenever you cast a non-creature spell proliferate proliferate is choose any number of permanents and or players then give each another counter of each kind they already have there i definitely added some words that's that's
1: right they actually updated proliferate it used to be uh, for each permanent, you choose one counter on that permanent to add one to. So, like, if I had a, you know, a charge counter and a plus plus and plus one counter, I can only give them one more of one of those. But now, proliferate just adds everything, which is much easier. Yeah. And kind of plays how you would expect it to play. So I think it's a nice, nice change. Um, but yeah, proliferate in a set with planeswalkers makes well, a lot of sense,
0: especially, and we'll see them later. But in a set with planeswalkers, that tick down, and don't ever tick up, until yeah. so they die. So this is giving you more activation. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, and, uh, you know, Flux Channeler is a card that seems a little weird. It needs a very specific shell, right? It's like um, you need, like, a phoenix You need something heavy in non-creature spells that's still willing to play a 3-mana 2-2. Right.
0: <coughs> that's the problem. Yeah. But... So I'm not
1: very high on this, but I do, like having proliferate in standard, I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's cool. I think uh, they're going to have to be really careful what cards they put it on because the volume of Planeswalkers, I don't know. I think it makes it a little bit risky.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it, we're, we'll, we'll get to talk a little bit about the Planeswalkers, but I think that the way they've designed them, I'm not as really scared of proliferate as I might be might have in other cases, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Next we have emergence zone this is a land it taps for colorless or you can do one tap sac emergence zone you may cast spells this turn as though they had flash
1: it's pretty cool lets you uh, you know put this with wilderness reclamation and then uh, on your end step bane fire your opponent so you have a lot of mana or and you know uh, you can like flash in hydroid crisis
0: Oh, because um, Banefire is a sorcery. I right. could not figure out what you were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: And then uh, Hydra Crisis as well, right? You get to actually get the benefit from Wilderness Reclamation. So the question uh. becomes, you know, can Wilderness Reclamation decks afford to play a colorless land? Mm. Um, and I think the answer is probably yes. If you're just Simic, if you're base blue-green, you can probably afford to play an Emergence Zone and uh, and be okay. So, yeah, might see a little bit of play, but... Hmm. You do have to sack it, so, man. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, there's definitely something else that lets you play things with Flash. Is it Teferi? Teferi, right. yeah. Uh, other thing about Emergence Zone is just that it's the same art as Ravnica War, but from a different angle. Yeah. It's the same, like, moment.
1: When the planar bridge first opens. Yeah. On the guild pact.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I always really like when they do that in the art. They did that with, um, what's her name? Uh, Avacyn. Yeah. No, uh, I think that
1: one was the same artist. This one is two different artists, mm. which is uh, neat. But yeah, yeah. All right, next we're gonna talk about the other mechanic, which is Amass. So we have Invade the City, which is Blue Red One Sorcery Amass X, where X is the number of Instant Sorcery cards in your graveyard. Put X plus and plus one counters on an army you control. If you don't control one, create a zero zero black Zombie Army Creature token first. So, what do you think of Amass, Katie? I'm going to blow my nose meanwhile. But that, that's fine. Keep going.
0: I'm going to let you resolve that first. <laughs> Thanks. Powerful effect. Yeah. Um, so the, the mass.
1: Really like I, go tall, which is weird because you're an army. But. Yeah,
0: so that's what I was going to say. Is the, the one thing that people need to realize, and I think we'll realize very quickly, is um, you, you don't have the choice. You can't choose to go wide. Um, you must go tall. So yeah. if you already have one army, it will just grow. Any mass cards you have, it will just grow that one army token that you have.
1: Would have been cool if they did something like uh, maybe it's too complex. If you did, you know, an army token where whenever it was dealt damage, you remove that many counters instead of like killing it, or like anytime it would be destroyed, just remove uh, the like you know. Like, so, so it, so it like... sort
0: of felt like that token <clears throat> itself was an army. Was an army, yeah. And they like killed off some of the.
1: Mm. they actually do have the three army tokens in the set one has just one zombie one has like a couple of scattered eternals and then the other one is like a full army of eternals so uh, you can you know use the token you feel is most appropriate yeah yeah
0: that's cool what do you yeah. think of the card though um I don't I mean you have to have at least three instant or sorceries in your graveyard to have this spell make a 3-3 yeah if you already have an army it's three mana put some number of counters on a creature you control yeah which is a spell you would never play
1: well it's weird because i think for all, most of these Amass cards i i'm pretty like i'm pretty sure this is not really meant like Amass is not super meant for constructed it's much more for limited and i think it if they do a good job of balancing the removal and make it so that like you know, there's no pacifism effect, right? Where you're just sticking on an army and now it's useless, oh, yeah. right? Passive Things like would that. yeah, really annoying. Yeah.
0: It needs to be a kill. Yeah,
1: you can. but even then, like, I think you want to do deal damage or you want to, like, give minus X minus... Because you want to give people a chance to, like, build an army and, like, play out this storyline that you're trying to encourage. You want the gameplay to uh, reflect the flavor. And for that to happen, your removal cannot be too good at low rarities. So... I think that's something to keep in mind because what you might see then is like both sides amassing armies, right, and then trying to build a bigger one than the opponent. And like these <laughs> counters really matter, yeah, um, where normally they they might not. So and proliferate as well, right? Interacts yeah, with yeah, the mass. So I think it's a it's a cool a cool mechanic. Interesting, but it's going to depend on how they balance the the format. Yeah,
0: Unlimited. it's just hard. Like I mostly <coughs> feel like I wouldn't play cards that just amass. Like, cause this card just amasses. I yeah, think yeah. you 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 want to play cards that amass and something, and it looks like most of the amass cards do that.
1: But it is a really like, if in, I don't know, this format is probably gonna be a little harder than, for example, uh, Rob Nicol Legions, where you could build like, is it spells, right? Right. But yeah, if I could put this in an is it spells deck, this is a great payoff.
0: That's true. That's right. Like
1: true. this is three mana for, I don't know, a lot. Because it spells it of a lot of crows in the graveyard, so. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, all right.
1: Cool. Next, uh, maybe a, a little more of a competitive um, amass spell. We'll see. Uh, widespread Brutality. This is Red, Red, Black 1, Sorcery. Amass 2. Then the army you amassed deals damage equal to its power to each non-army creature. So, first, very, very flavorful. Oh, you yeah. know, the army's don't really, right, they're just, like, blowing up everything around them, because, like, there's always casualties in war, um, and, uh, I think that's, that's pretty flavorful. I think in limited, this card, like, comes pretty close to being a bomb, especially if you can focus your deck on a mass. Yeah. In constructed, I'm skeptical this will kind of see any play.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. But in limited, I mean, I don't even think you need to be that focused on a mass. At worst, you have a two-two, and you deal two damage to everything. Yeah, which is like for four mana. That's pretty powerful effect. Yeah, and if you have literally like a one-one army, you're dealing three damage. Like that, that can wipe yeah a fair amount of things.
1: The thing I'm excited about is I think this limited format might actually really reflect the I, I, like with the number of planeswalkers we're gonna have access to, and the way they designed them and stuff. I feel like it's really gonna feel like a like a planeswalker war. Um, which I think is cool. Well, We'll have to wait and see and see yeah. how it plays. But that's my that's my feeling. I feel like they've built designed the format to reflect that. Like the flavor, yeah. You know? All right. Next we have Bigger Blossom, uh, Dread Horde <laughs> Invasion, which is Black <laughs> One Enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life and a mass one. And whenever a Zombie token you control with power six or greater attacks, it gains life link until end of turn. What do you think, Katie? Uh,
0: I mean. I like the bitter blossom effect better. <laughs> I think going wide is is better, but um. Yeah, than going tall. Yeah, it's nice that it gives you a benefit when it when you get tall enough because I think that's the thing is like once you have a six six, if you have a seven seven, like the difference between that is not that great. Yeah. So as you grow, like yeah, the difference between a six six and a seven seven or seven seven and eight an eight is not that noticeable. So giving it lifelink is like a nice way to sort of give you like a little bit of a nicer top yeah. end. I mean, I think this will be pretty, pretty good and limited. Like I think yeah, it'll be really annoying to deal with. Absolutely. They I don't keep think it a is. Creature. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's very constructed playable, but I don't know.
1: I feel like in constructed, it might have a shot. Uh, I'm thinking about like, you know, if I'm playing against something like mono white aggro and I want to, have a card my sideboard for that then mm-hmm. this card is going to repeatedly trade with their attackers um and like it's weird because you're losing life which is what the aggro deck wants you to do but right. also you're losing a lot less than if they were connecting with their two ones every turn right um, and i feel like this card is just like it's going to come down to like is it annoying enough because if it is and the thing is too is like if it ever gets big enough then you're set you know, like you one attack with a six six and like that should be it, right? You gain six life. They t- you know you're fine. So I like this and I like that. It's just kind of free value every turn as you hopefully produce more blockers. So <laughs> I think it maybe maybe has a shot, but but we'll see. We'll see. Definitely no, definitely no better blossom. That's for yeah. Sure. Uh,
0: next we have the Biobox promo, which is Tezzeret, Master of the Bridge, i.e. Tezzeret, Master of. Becoming a robot. Yeah,
1: he's he's not got a whole lot of skin left.
0: Yeah. Poor guy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's uh...
1: <coughs> his backstory is a little sad. Oh. I mean he kinda grew up like in the lower class on Esper and uh, had a tough, tough childhood, tough life.
0: Oh, he was Esper? Yeah. Well.
1: Hence his arm is Ethereum, which is the metal that is only found on Esper.
0: Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well he's uh, just blue black now, no white left. Um, yeah, he, he
1: was never actually. So he grew he up on Esper, but he was, he was never actually Esper colored. Yeah, uh, he was okay. uh, blue black. Yeah.
0: So he's blue black four for a five loyalty planeswalker, and and this is something that's new in this set. All these planeswalkers have a static ability. Yeah. So they're like enchantments on a stick, but the stick isn't a creature.
1: Yeah, and here's. Like I think, some people are trying to like demean this design and say, "Oh, they're just enchantments. They're glorified enchantments." That's that's silly. That's not a good criticism. Like creatures have static abilities, artifacts have static abilities, enchantments have static abilities, lands sometimes have static ability. Everything has static abilities. Like planeswalkers are the only card type that did not have static abilities, right? And they're doing it because they didn't because they're trying to slowly go through the planeswalker design space because it's very shallow um and you know the fact that they have static abilities it's interesting it's you know enchantments you know they have static abilities but that's all they do right. when creatures have a static ability you can kill them you then they can attack they can block etc these right these are doing other things they can be attacked like the play is different and the static ability often is going to synergize with the uh play pattern of the planeswalker so I think the static abilities are really great on the planeswalkers and I think it's a cool design space. And, uh, I, I think when people start playing with it, they'll see that it's not just having an enchantment. So, sorry, go on.
0: Yeah, yeah, No, I, I agree. I think that's a good tangent. I I think for me, like, one of the things that makes the static abilities on these planeswalkers interesting is that, like, it does interact so much with their, their tick up, tick down, like, their normal planeswalker stuff. Um. Yes. So, all right, Tezzy. Static. Creature and Planeswalker spells you cast have affinity for artifacts.
1: Sorry, I had to blow my nose. Go ahead.
0: Of course. Um, Plus two. Tezzy deals X damage to each opponent where X is the number of artifacts you control. You gain X life. Minus three. Return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Minus eight. Exile the top ten cards of your library. Put all artifact cards from them uh, onto the battlefield.
1: Yeah, this this is wild. I I would be I would play this with just the plus two. Like I don't know that you will ever actually activate the minus three or the minus eight. Um, maybe maybe you can minus three get like a, a snaring bridge back or something. But the plus two is something that Tezzeret's done a lot, but it's often been a minus. And the ability to repeatedly tick up and drain and have such high loyalty it's really strong and then like meanwhile everything has affinity so like everything can play out and protect it i, I think it's a super cool planeswalker in standard we don't have a critical mass of artifacts i don't think right now to make this work um think. maybe Not if we go ones, to anyway. yeah maybe if we go to mirrodin or sorry forex Phyrex, new phyrexia uh sometime in the near future we'll we'll be able to do this um but and then the question in modern is like well if you're going to play this, like, is it better than the other Tezzerets that the prison decks or, like, were prison already plays? What, what do
0: they play? Six mana seems like a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, they play four and five mana Tezzerets. Wow. In their sideboard. Um, okay. Because it doesn't matter how much it costs, right? Like,
0: I don't know you just need to win work. the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, they, you know, they I didn't they know that they down. could, like, accrue mana.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, they have opal and lands, and mm. they, once they have a bridge out, they need to play everything out every turn. So they're going to be making, you know, any land they draw gets played. Um, and once they have bottled cloister, they're drawing two cards every turn, and, like, they'll get their line drops. But, um, yeah, I, I suspect that, like, you probably just want the cheaper Planeswalker over Tezzeret. Um, but it's just too bad, because I would really like to see, like, I think this card is, is is it's pretty powerful, it looks like it's fun, having affinity is super cool, because mm-hmm. it's so broken. <laughs> um, and, but it's fine on, you know, one card like this. And, uh, yeah, buy a box promo, so... We'll see. We'll see. I would like to. I would like to play this card in standard. But you know, Tesserite Master Metal is the same way. Though I was like, yeah, take down ones and kill them. Like, right. but it's just a matter of having the deck to support it because he's a very synergistic planeswalker. He needs a very particular shell to be good. So, all right. So we're going to move on to the uncommon and rare planeswalkers, which are a little bit different than what we've seen before.
0: Yeah. So, have we ever had an uncommon planeswalker?
1: <coughs> no, planeswalkers have always been at mythic rare. The argument oh. for that is Planeswalkers themselves are mythic rare. It's very rare to have a spark, right? But hard. on Ravnica right now,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: maybe a little less so. They're running
0: around. Yeah. Everywhere. All right. So we have uh, Vraska, Swarms Eminence. Hybrid, black green, hybrid, black green, two. It's so like we said, the hybrid just a little easier to cast. Static uh, comes in with five loyalty. Static abilities whenever a creature you control. With Death Touch, deals damage to a player or Planeswalker, put a plus one plus one counter on that creature. Minus two, create a one one black assassin creature token with Death Touch, and whenever this creature deals damage to a Planeswalker, destroy that Planeswalker.
1: So getting into these Planeswalkers, right? This has only a minus two and a static. Uh, The hybrid, as you said, makes it easier to cast and actually was one of the major solutions because... They had this problem, they're like, all right, we're going to make a bunch of uncommon Planeswalkers. But then like, the color requirements become too great. So what do you do? Oh, you make it hybrid. And if you look, so the test for hybrid is supposed to be uh, black. If I made this a mono black card, it wouldn't be a break. And if I made this a mono green card, it wouldn't be a break. And it works. Um, green is allowed to destroy non-creature permanents, which the token does by killing Planeswalkers. Green and black both have access to Death Touch, and both have access to put counters on things when they deal damage. So, you know, we see it on black in the, uh, like, vampire-y thing. And we see it in green as well. So it's a really good design. Um, and here's what I think about. I think these Planeswalkers are going to play really differently. Um, but I think it's going to take people a while to figure it out. I think that in limited, people are going to be so used to, oh, I have a Planeswalker, I it a return. But I might not do that, right? Like, you might play this Vraska, make a token, and then just wait. Because, like, maybe I don't need another token yet, and maybe I don't want to open it up to, like, a sweeper. Like, there's there's a lot of examples of where it's not in your interest to actually activate it. And it's going to just sit there for a while until you want its ability. Some of them, you know, maybe Vrask is a bad example because I feel like maybe I'm, I am likely to just go take down, tick down. Uh, but for some of the others, we'll see. It, it is actually better to wait. Um, and I don't know how much you'll see that up front at the pre-release. Um because yeah. people are so hab- habitual about just activating a return.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess the other things... So the other things I find really interesting are the the way the loyalty lines up. If you tick down minus two, minus two, you end up at one loyalty and you can't do anything with her. But you keep her static. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't know and if proliferate. there's... And proliferate. could bring her back up so yeah. you can activate again. And I don't know if there are chain roller type effects here in this set, but if you're wanting to hold on to the static, that might be another reason not to <coughs> use all the tick downs.
1: Yeah. It's uh, a really good point. Um, all these planeswalkers are designed with odd loyalty and even tick downs so that they'll stick around at one for their static. Um, which if you're talking about playing any of these in standard, you're right. Chain roller stock goes right back up because now it's going to ping all these planeswalkers that are sitting around. Right. Um but yeah, proliferate lets you use them again. I just I think the design of these is is really good, and it's going to lead to some cool gameplay because these planeswalkers they're they're really not going to play like normal planeswalkers. Yeah. This is like this is more like lingering, like lingering souls. It's a mm. format of lingering souls that gives you a lot more flexibility about how to use it and does something after it's been cast, uh, which is really cool. I, so I love these 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 uncommon planeswalkers. Yeah. Some people might be skeptical about it, but I think they're going to play really really well.
0: I'm wondering how people should, I mean, we're going to have to play with them, play against them because with a Planeswalker that only ticks down and like basically kills itself and has a limited number of activations, it feels like usually it's not going to be worth it for you to be swinging at the Planeswalker. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Yeah. So it, it's like.
1: Because normally you're like, oh, my opponent playing Planeswalker, dang, right, I have like, to kill before the ultimate goes off.
0: Right, so you have like an answer, but with like a timeline. Yeah. Whereas these, like, if you can't answer at that turn, it's not worth answering. Yeah. Unless the static's something that you're worried about right then. Right. Like, yeah, so I don't know. It's because here, right,
1: they take down, they make a Death Touch. It's like, all right, well, either like my creature gets thrown away to a Death Toucher, or like, you know, if I attack the Planeswalker versus attacking them, let's say I have a Flyer. I have a choice between dealing I don't know three damage to a player or preventing them from making one more death touch token.
0: Yeah, like, and like it, yeah, preventing an their token decision. from growing by one. Like, do yeah. you even care if it's it a makes death the touch decision token? of
1: of who to attack more interesting? Because usually it's just attack the planeswalker, unless unless that planeswalker you can like kill them. It's Kaya. Right because then you just ignore her for the whole game and, and then sh-
0: it turns out that kaya can win because no, it turns about- out that kaya mm. has gotten up to a point where if she just takes <coughs> down once or twice that's lethal because no. it turns out kaya is a playable planeswalker oh bt dubs for those of you specking on kaya most powerful planeswalker and standard oh dear <laughs> army tokens are tokens what is, what is the CMC of tokens, Ryan? Can you remind me? Well,
1: according to the MTR, uh, Magic Comprehensive Rules, the converted mana cost of a token is zero unless otherwise specified.
0: So, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Kaya able to tick down <coughs> Bless You?
1: Thank you, hashtag Bless. And, e-
0: and exile army tokens?
1: She is. But is it also true that uh, we predicted that um, army tokens will not really see much play in standard? <laughs>
0: What I'm hearing is Kaya's a, a great planeswalker.
1: Yes, yes. No, Kaya has overimpressed. Have over has overperformed. Yeah. You know, overperformed, you know? overperformed. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool. It's going to lead to some interesting gameplay from both sides because it makes a decision of who to attack more interesting. Uh, and you know, both sides of the board are more interesting with these planeswalkers. So it's pretty cool.
0: Sweet. We have another
1: one now. This one, Katie, is one of your favorite planeswalkers.
0: Ah, uh, yes. This is a Johnny. Johnny the great hearted i love ajani he's so wholesome he is he's Supportive. very wholesome so Johnny the great hearted is white green two for a five loyalty plans walker creatures you control have vigilance okay Plus one. Oh, this is rare this is a
1: rare yeah, yeah it's a rare one the I hybrids know. i think are all uncommon huh. um because you want them to be able to be playable played. right yeah
0: oh interesting yeah okay so plus one is game three life and minus two put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each other planeswalker you control like i read this but i forgot about that this is yeah. pretty good
1: johnny's awesome
0: I <laughs> think this is pretty good like
1: the static ability synergizes so well with the minus that like it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be really good if you have a board yeah um
0: or other planeswalkers <laughs>
1: yeah yeah uh and you know he ticks up and like life gain it doesn't really do anything but like that's fine
0: it's fine it delays and it gets you more activations
1: yeah um and the the more activations is is really sweet just the it's gonna but
0: you i think already it's gonna be really twice. hard
1: i know i know that's what it's so good it's yeah. like you're gonna go like okay you have a board maybe the board is closed That you play this tick down and you swing with your vigilant bigger creatures and then you take down, and now they're all bigger. <laughs> and like, this this card is uh, is pretty good and limited. Certainly not. Um, I think like the only reason you'd want this in constructed is if you're playing it in tokens. Like maybe you want this in tokens because it's a uh, two anthems and vigilance is nice to have because you can just chump attackers. So to right. uh, uh, which is which is cool. But uh, Ajani, good, card. good AJ. card. Okay, now for the card that I oh. think people are. Uh, People are under-impressed by this, but I think this card is great. Like, so this is Liliana Dreadhorde General. It's black, black, four for a Liliana Planeswalker. Six loyalty it comes in with. Whenever a creature you control dies, draw a card. That's its static. Plus one, create a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token. Minus four, each player sacrifices two creatures. Minus nine, each opponent chooses a permanent they control of each type, uh, each permanent type, and sacrifices the rest. So people... Uh, I think people have tended to underestimate Liliana. I don't think people are appreciating how good her static ability is, especially in conjunction with her other abilities. Liliana is exactly what I would want as, like, the top end of a black midrange deck. Um,
0: oh, midrange? range! You're yeah. not thinking, like, a sacrifice no. deck.
1: I'm not. Uh, I mean, you could maybe do that, but I think she's too expensive for that. I think Aristocrats mm, wants, yeah. like, Cheaper, to top out yeah. at, like, three. Um, yeah, I think Liliana's, like, so I take black green, right? black green mid range and standard right now like i'd play this this card's great it's the midnight reaper effect on a planeswalker that can't be interacted with and then it generates tokens which anytime they block and jump because your opponent has to attack this right because it's going to win the game so then you make these tokens block you draw more cards uh and then if you activate the minus four and each player stacks two creatures you're also drawing two cards uh and then the minus nine just wins the game so i think leon is awesome really strong planeswalker card
0: yeah, it puts them back at one land. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's no way they win after that's that. That's so silly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I love all the ways they find to say you've won the game. Yeah,
1: she reminds me a little of like like a Soren Grim Nemesis, right? The car a card that it was oh. very powerful, and you'd play as like a one or two of. And like it comes down, it's really hard to beat, it generates value, it's just really good. Vraska too, a card that's kinda like Vraska Relic Seeker um Mm. you know these six mana planeswalkers this is just like everything in here is pure value and it's so good it's really good at grinding um i don't think you probably want to run this in control uh because it's a fury but um in mid-range i think is where the where you're pretty happy to play this card
0: i mean so actually it's interesting that you bring up Vraska, because comparing it to Vraska, relic seeker right so mm-hmm. like the tick up so they're both six mana mm-hmm. this comes in with the same amount of energy?
1: yeah Vrasca also comes in with six
0: they both tick up and make a two two brassica says menace um Veraska can answer creatures and artifacts yeah
1: yeah so Vraska you can tick her down twice yeah right to kill a creature or an artifact uh liliana you tick down once but it kills two creatures but you don't get to pick them right um but also you get to draw two cards Right. And, yeah, you're sacking your creatures, but who cares? Like, that, you should be fine. You're a mid range deck. I mean, you, you stack like, a Branch Walker and a Lanoir yeah, Elves, true. right? Yeah, like, it, it doesn't does matter. Suck anyway. You might as well draw
0: some cards. Yeah,
1: I really think that, like, any, like, it's just going to benefit you. The symmetry the symmetry of this card is not really symmetrical, and it's going benefit, to benefit you uh, substantially. Um, and yeah, you can't take this down twice, and it doesn't take up to its ultimate as fast, because Raska goes player 8, 10, alt. This is. Player seven, eight, nine, alt. So she alts one turn slower. Um but uh doesn't really matter. I think I think Liliana is really strong. And Vraska Relic Seeker rotates in the fall because Xelon goes, so we'll still have Lily. So yeah. Okay.
0: Next we have <coughs> Tibalt.
1: Ah oh, Tibalt. MVP of the set. Most powerful card in Standard.
0: It already, you already sounds sarcastic. Rakish, rakish, rakish in, instigator.
1: Yeah, he, he's he's a troublemaker, him. you know.
0: Yeah, well, he's a devil, isn't he? Yeah. So, you know, devils can't be. I mean, they're troublemakers. Yeah, absolutely. By nature. Uh, the <laughs> red two for a five loyalty to Bald Plainswalker. See, it's just funny because when you think about like Planeswalkers, we are familiar with up till now, paying three mana for five Loyalty Planeswalker it's crazy. is crazy, but <laughs> this only has a tick down because it's an uncommon. <laughs> so the static ability is your opponents can't gain life.
1: Ban it. Rampaging Frost when I was so good, so is ball
0: And uh, minus two, create a 1-1 Red Devil creature with, when it dies, deal one damage to any target. It makes a little footlight fiends.
1: Yeah. And we know Footlight Fiend is playable in like aristocrats.
0: Yeah. And this is this makes two Footlight Fiends for three mana and prevents your opponents from gaining
1: yeah. life. I actually think Tabalt is playable this time. Um not <laughs> super strong, but playable. Like in Constructed, I think it's in the Aristocrats deck. Maybe you want this. I don't know, maybe you don't maybe there's better options, but it's certainly a candidate for the aristocrats deck. Yeah. Um, and in limited I'm super happy to play this the devils were pretty good like it's just it makes combat so annoying and the fact that you don't have to spend like a full card to make a devil you're spending one card to make two devils which yeah. is better then I'm I'm pretty happy with that
0: one card for two is better than yeah. one card Tobal
1: is, is a is a niche role player and that's fine
0: yeah it's funny also because I'm like alright let's say there was like a devils sacking whatever whatever deck I mean it wouldn't be devil specific yeah. but I'm like alright as an opponent, I might bring in Lyra, because she gains life. Yeah. And then you have to, like, swing it to Bolt to get rid of
1: his it Feels so bad. Static, yeah. And you
0: don't even gain any life. Yeah. And then you have to, like, block or swing again to gain life. Yeah. yeah. So it's good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Next is Time Wipe. White, white, blue, two. Sorcery. Return a creature you control to its owner's hand, then destroy all creatures. This is my man, Teferi. You know, my boy... He's a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, blowing stuff up. So, Teferi's great. And, uh, I love him very much.
0: Okay. And oh, and cards? I'm supposed to talk about the card. Right. Uh, so, Yeah, this was actually... Easy. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think it's fine. I don't think it's gonna see play. Like, I think, um, certainly in Limited, it's a board wipe, Yeah. Uh, in Constructed, you probably play this in, like, Bant, and you go, like, you know, the dream scenario is, okay, return Hydroid to my hand, wipe the board. But, I'm just kind of skeptical that that situation happens. I just don't think it's good enough.
0: Next is Ob Nixilis's Cruelty. Black 2, instant. Target creature gets minus 5 and minus 5 until end of turn. If that creature would die this turn, exile it instead.
1: Really strong removal spell. Yeah. And this is common in Limited. So this is, you know, doesn't bode well for a mass,
0: Three mana, minus five, minus
1: five. I like it. Yeah, it's just really strong. Um, yeah. Even in standard, like if you're splashing black, and maybe you can't afford to play like Vraska's Contempt or something, this is about it. It's even cheaper than Contempt. Like if you just want to kill a spell, it's going to kill a creature. You're probably going to play this. Like Cast Down kills anything non-legendary. If we see an uptick in Legends, um, I mean this this is a card you want to keep in mind. It's really good, and the fact that it exiles is not irrelevant.
0: Next, we have Bolus's Citadel. Black, 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 three. Mm. That's six mana for a legendary, you heard it, legendary artifact. We have a
1: cycle of legendary artifacts, in oh. fact, it seems,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Spicy. This is the black one. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. Okay. You may play the top card of your library. If you cast a spell this way, pay life equal to its converted mana cost rather than paying its mana cost. And you can tap sac ten non-land permanents. Yeah. Each opponent loses ten life.
1: Oh, uh, I love I love this card. Ten
0: permanents for ten
1: life. So cool. I mean, it's it's like you it's bad. Uh, like you're gonna be so sad when you hit a land, right? Because then you're like, okay, right? It's like you're you're playing it in so experimental frenzy, right? Experimental frenzy is best in decks that run a few lands, but experimental frenzy costs four and it's the only card in the deck that costs four. Citadel costs six. It's triple black. Yeah, but you can
0: still play cards from your hand
1: um, yeah sure
0: well i was saying on like frenzy where you're oh restricted to yeah
1: i just mean that hand. like this it feels like this is a con this is a card for like edh or a card for uh, like commander or um uh like janky modern stuff because what you really want to do is you want to exit you want to go like ad nause right you want to go frixing on life then you want to play that. I forget what it's called. The white card that exiles all the lands from your deck, and then play Bulls' of Citadel and play your entire deck, and then kill them. Um, this is this feels like a combo card to me. Um, I just and it's it's you know way too expensive and do nothing to to be good in in standard, but it's a super sweet card, super sweet design. Yeah. So next is Ob uh, Ob Nixilus the Hate Twisted, black black three. For a 5 loyalty Planeswalker. Static ability whenever an opponent draws a card. Obb deals 1 damage to that player. And you can minus 2 to destroy a target creature. Its controller draws 2 cards. (coughs) Huh. This is a weird (coughs) mishmash of original Obb's abilities. Because he plus 1, draw a card, you lose a life. Minus 3 destroy a creature. And his ult was whenever an opponent draws a card, they lose a life. So... This is like a blend of all of that where you can, depending on what you're doing, right, you're like, all right, I need to draw two cards, so kill my useless creature. Or I want to burn my opponent for two, so kill their creature. Uh, it's it's a <clears throat> weird card. Um, and I feel like I'll usually be using the minus two either on myself or to answer my opponent's bombs and that's it. Or to burn them. Um, but that's that's it. So Ob is a weird, weird card.
0: Very weird. And Five.
1: Yeah. Ob's, uh, you know, he's a he's a tricky guy. Tricky guy. Yeah. Um, next, we have a green creature, Paradise Druid. Green 1 for a 2-1 Elf Druid. Uh, it has Hexproof as long as it's untapped. You can tap it for 1 mana of any color. <clears throat> I don't think it'll replace Land or Elves, um, but it could see play...
0: Over Druid of the Cow?
1: Definitely. Well... Okay. In general, that? it will not replace Llanor Elves. In specifically decks that are playing a lot of colors, you want Paradise Druid, um, uh, and you yeah. could also use it as a supplement to Llanor Elves um, if you're oh, trying to cast a bunch of Planeswalkers. Of yeah. Um, I think though, in you know, like Druid of the Cowl is mostly used because it blocks white mono-white aggro cards. Yeah,
0: which is a deck right now. Right, right. Sort of. um,
1: Paradise Druid does not do that, uh, so I think Paradise Druid just wants to cast Planeswalkers. Got a Jace next, Katie. We got a cryptic Jace. What does he do?
0: Blue, blue, blue one. Mm. Jace, wielder of mysteries. Blue,
1: blue, blue one. That's a that's a casting cost I can get behind, Katie.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Uh, it's four loyalty when it comes in. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead.
1: A maniac. What a maniac. <laughs>
0: You can plus one. Target player puts the top two cards of their library into their graveyard. Draw a card. Thought scour. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Minus eight. Draw seven cards. Then, if your library has no cards in it, you win the game. So, if you have either seven (coughs) or fewer cards left in your library, you win the game on the spot. It's pretty cool. Otherwise, you just draw seven cards.
1: I think this Jace is like, you know fun it's, it's a combo deck card right it's like lab maniac um you want to build your deck around him and you want to try to win by drawing your entire deck
0: doesn't this sound this sounds to me like the kind of thing that you would play just not necessarily because it's useful but like you don't like playing win conditions and you play decks that just like sort of draw cards and they don't lose yeah. And all you have to do to win is draw cards and not lose. True. And then you win. <clears throat>
1: True. And I, I like that a lot. And the fact that Jace draws you cards, right? Yeah. Um, And gets you close to, closer to winning the game.
0: And closer to finding answers so that you can yeah. not lose.
1: I think the issue right now is... The triple blue. <laughs> no, it's Tefiri. It's like, why play Jace when you can, I can play Tefiri? Uh, like, Tefiri is he just... Jace feels
0: so unloved.
1: I know, but... I mean, Tefiri is also going to rotate in the fall, right? But until that happens, like Teferi, Hero of Dominaria is the control card that that like
0: it is what is it's just
1: the best card, right? I mean, it's he's playing modern delay control. It's just the one of the best control cards we've ever had in standard, Um, and Jace is not good enough to do it because Jace in no way protects himself. Um, He doesn't like bounce stuff. He is purely just a card draw engine. And that's fine. Maybe he's, like, a one-up or something in the mirror. Maybe you side him in. I don't know. Uh, But, like, realistically, like, Teferi is just better.
0: Poor Jace. Poor
1: Jace. For now. For now. For now. That, uh, you know, that could change. That could change.
0: Next we have Arlen, voice of the pack. She is green-green four for a seven-loyalty plans walker. Each creature you control that is a wolf or a werewolf enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it you can minus two to create a two two green wolf creature token so it's really minus two create a three three green wolf creature token and you can minus two three times because she comes in with seven loyalty but she costs six this is great seven it's six mana for three three threes over the course of three
1: turns. Yeah. not a constructed card, but in limited, I'm super happy to play this. 3 three oh, yeah. threes over three turns is awesome. Love her. I don't know what else to say. Good card. All right, moving on. We have uh, we have a card that I'm pretty excited about, Katie. Can you guess what the name of the card is?
0: I mean, I can... It's
1: a Planeswalker. I mean, it's a Planeswalker.
0: It's it's the one who's replaced Jace in your heart.
1: Teferi. That's right, Teferi. So we have <coughs> Tefiri Time Raveler. not Traveler Raveller. Uh, this is white-blue one for a four-mana legendary planeswalker. Static ability: Each opponent can cast spells only any time they could cast an instant. Plus one until your next turn, you may cast sorcery you spells as sorcery. they had flash. You mean a sorcery
0: anytime they can cast a sorcery. Oh, sorry. They can cast an instant anytime. <coughs> I'm
1: sick, Katie. I can't read. Yes, yes. Uh, plus one until your next turn, you may cast sorcery spells as though they had flash. Minus three, return up to one target artifact creature or enchantment to its owner's hand. Draw a card. So, Tefiri is awesome. Tefiri is so good for the mirror. Like it's it's the control mirror dream card where you just play it, and then <clears throat> all their counter spells don't work anymore. It's just so good. All it's their like, counter spells. Yeah, all their counter spells don't work, and like now, I don't know. That's just awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> so cool
0: so you're mostly focused on the static ability
1: yeah pretty much i mean that's mostly all he does uh i guess like okay so i guess the benefit of his plus one is that it lets you thought erasure at instant speed um which is pretty strong
0: oh but like post draw step
1: exactly on your draw step thought erasure you so um and i think that that will come up um but overall, control decks are already playing all instants, right, instant speed, so, like, it's not super-super relevant. But in the control mirror, this card is super good. Whoever lands this first will probably win the game. Um, if, if both players are able to land, land it, If you land it second,
0: then... though, then you can bounce there to Fury. And then no, can... it
1: only returns... It doesn't return Planeswalkers, another difference oh, from... Oh,
0: Creature, yeah. artifact or Enchantment. So then
1: you play big to Fury and tuck there a little to Fury. <laughs> that's uh, that's, that's uh, how you beat to Fury. To Fury beats to Fury. See,
0: and... So, while it doesn't necessarily make sense that they, you know, went with the legendary Planeswalker rule so that you can have, like, multiple Gideons, having multiple Tiferis does make sense because... Time travel. Time travel.
1: Anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this card. Um, Obviously, it's, like, pretty niche, but, like, for control mirrors, it's just so good.
0: Well, it's niche in the niche that you like, so... Yeah,
1: exactly. It's the niche that I like. All right.
0: Next, we have Kiora. I remember Kiora. She used to make octopods. She's snarky
1: and unpleasant. Oh, if you well, read the story,
0: that's too bad. I liked yeah. her octopus. Not a
1: good snarky either. Octopi. Like yeah.
0: Anyway, she's uh just three mana total, hybrid green blue two, for seven loyalty. Whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Minus one untapped target permanent. So she's mostly. She like, seems pretty good. Yeah, she's
1: she is pretty. She's good. She's
0: uncommon. <coughs>
1: yeah, <coughs> she. Ramps you essentially, right? Ramps you and then keeps the cards flowing. Uh, you're probably going to untap land. Uh, you could certainly use to give a creature vigilance, um, but I I think more in fitting with kiora is like you want to untap lands and, and ramp up, and you get to do it seven times. Pretty good.
0: Yeah, and yeah, just play a big creature and draw a card.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a it fits as a it works. It works oh, yeah. is like a hybrid blue-green card. Uh, it's a little weird. You usually see the static ability on green, but it's not out of blue. It's a subset of blue's ability to just draw cards, so that's that's fine. Blue's allowed to do that. Next, we have Liliana's Triumph. This is black one instant. Each opponent sacrifices a creature. If you control Liliana Planeswalker, each opponent also discards a card. So uh, <clears throat> there's been a lot of hype around this card because it is a two-mana Edict that is Mostly strictly better than Diabolic Edict um, in Modern, uh, and you know people have been asking oh, yeah, for Diabolic Edict in modern. modern, but I also think like Diabolic—it's just not very good in Modern. Like it, it's not—I don't know—it's fine. It's good in Legacy because so many decks rely on like one creature to close out the game, and especially if that creature is True named Nemesis, then you need to be able to Edict it. But in Modern, <clears throat> it's just a lot less true.
0: So this is good against Death Shadow.
1: <clears throat> yeah
0: less so now that they're playing JVP
1: aw oh, JVP my man uh, but yeah I, I like it's a good card to have access to. Uh, the nice thing about this in particular is, is that it's full it, art? Uh, well that's only on the promo mm-hmm. but yeah but is that it doesn't target so that it gets around ley line um, and you can hit bogles with it
0: oh uh, yeah good for bogles let's see Next, we have Karn's Bastion. This is land. You can tap to add colorless or pay four, tap to proliferate.
1: Karn's pretty good. Repeatable ability to proliferate is strong. Um, it's
0: expensive, though. It's essentially uh, five mana.
1: Yeah, but I mean, wilderness Reclamation exists, so this uh, might this might give... Uh, oh
0: my gosh, you could do it twice. Yep.
1: This might give Reclamation Ducks a reason to go back into being banned instead of green blue so you can proliferate to fury play the fury and then just like proliferate them up to eight sorry do you right just away. think
0: everyone should play a deck that can run to fury
1: um i mean wait hold on i wait Other people who don't <laughs> i'm so like i'm gonna conf- i've only to fury. that's
0: this is gonna be hard to hear you know there are like red decks or like green decks like there are decks that oh. just don't even consider to fury but to
1: fury Tefiri, to fury is so good i know yeah. okay well next we have dovin's veto this is white blue instant this spell can't be countered counter target not creature spell so it's an uncounterable negate that replaces the one with the white uh cards again really good for control mirrors so like blue at control and modern will just swap out all negates for dovin's vetoes um because it's better <laughs> it's better
0: and they can afford the mana yeah
1: the, the thing to remember is like you don't want to use this in a counter war if you are pr- trying to protect your spell.
0: Right, because they can just counter your spell again. Right.
1: This is really, oh, my opponent played a Jace, Dovin's Veto. Like, okay, th- that's it. I'll, or if they tap out for Cryptic, sure, Veto the Cryptic, like whatever. Yeah. But Dovin's Veto is, is awesome. It's a really cool card to have access to. Um,
0: Also, missed opportunity.
1: Completely.
0: <laughs> because uh, they could have called it Dovin's Ban. yep
1: should have been dovin's ban but you know whatever whatever that's fine wizards like
0: they, they were so on with dovin's a cutie
1: yep he is he's a cutie he's adorable
0: and then they missed his ban
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <coughs> anyways our next card is augur of bolus is this a reprint it's a reprint it's a reprint it's blue one one three merfolk wizard this is pretty promo yeah um, when it enters the battlefield, look at the top three cards at your library. You may reveal an instant or sorcery from among them. Put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Yeah,
1: last time it was in standard. It saw some play. Uh, it's a decent card, and it will probably see play uh, again this time. Cool, yeah. Next is Cruel Celebrant. This is white-black for a 1-2 vampire. Whenever Cruel Celebrant or another creature or planeswalker you control dies, each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. This is the Zulaport cutthroat slash blood artist... Effect we've been waiting for, uh, Mardu Aristocrats should now probably have the pieces to actually be a deck. We've seen like the red black Judith Blood Artist, you know, uh, Blood. What's the thing called? The two one Gutterbones. Gutter bones. I was ah. say Blood. <laughs> Gutterbone. I was thinking Blood. Gutterbones. Yeah. Priest of the Forgotten Gods. Yeah, Gutterbones deck, right? Um, already like you know do okay on the like the, the ladder thing, and arena, right? yeah. yeah. But Cruel Celebrant kind of maybe allow you to build like an actual aristocrat deck now so uh this is a this is a pretty sweet sweet piece to be published um i i think uh keep an eye on this one and, and if you're an aristocrats fan then you, you're gonna want to pick up your copies definitely so next we have uh some more planeswalkers
0: because there are plenty to go around that's right so we have uh Samut, tyrant smasher she smashes tire. yes she does alright uh, she's hybrid green red hybrid green red two for a five loyalty planeswalker creatures you control have haste minus one target creature gets plus two plus one and gains haste until end of turn scry one
1: yeah card's great in limited like this is actually a good example though of something you're probably not gonna you won't necessarily use the turn it comes down It depends it depends what your board looks like um, and if, whether you're attacking or you want to hold back a little bit to protect Samut, I don't know. But this is so good. Like, knowing that every turn one, one of your creatures is going to get a pump and scry and fix your draws is really good. The haste seems a little redundant,
0: to yeah, be honest. The only corner case that it's relevant is if they, like, kill Samut after you've activated her. Right. But otherwise, it's pretty irrelevant. Yeah, I,
1: I don't like that. I yeah. think that that, that is not very good, uh design it's not very elegant um like that corner case isn't worth it
0: yeah i think it's weird that they have the scry tacked on like i think the scry is nice yeah but it's kind of random
1: yeah uh well yeah i I like the scry. um we've seen it it's like similar to uh i forget what spell was this is a card i think it was in almond actually it was like a single red and it pumps something and it let you scry one Oh. Um, I think the scribe. Well, oh yeah, nice.
0: there was like a sure strike type thing. Yeah, like pump and scribe.
1: I like it because it provides a little more value. Because I think it's it's fine, but it's a little weak with only a pump. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's fair.
1: Yeah, I like I like the scribe. I like the scribe. Ooh, next we have a mysterious card.
0: The wanderer. Ooh. The planeswalker whose name we don't know. The wanderer. Who Ryan says could be ever cool. Could be ever
1: Cool. That's for you, man. <coughs> could be Emmercool.
0: No, you genuinely you're like, no, it could be Emmercool. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Could be, yeah. could be. It's,
0: it's not just for you, men. It's for all the all the people all out the there. All
1: the Emmercool fans out there. <laughs> uh, this is White 3, 5 loyalty. Uh Legendary Planeswalker, no subtype.
0: Well yeah, because we don't know their name. Yeah,
1: it's pretty crazy. I mean Prevent all non combat damage. Wait. Yeah, never mind. Prevent all non combat <laughs> damage that would be dealt to you and other permanent to control. Minus two, exiles her creature with power four or greater. Right? This is a card you're not going to necessarily use the when it comes down.
0: Yeah, there's got to be something for you to exile.
1: Well, even if there is, I might like to hold this, right? This is, like, on board removal, and, like, it's going to warp how the game is played, as long as I have, like, a loaded up shot in my Wanderer cannon.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the question, right? Because... I don't know that you would just play it to threaten activation because if they answer it, you can't just, like, activate it instant speed and in response. You've just wasted four mana and a card.
1: I don't think you... I mean, I don't think it always play I think play you it hold out. it until what? you're going to activate it. I think it depends. I think it depends on what the board is. If you can, like... If you can play this and, you know, pr- protect it, like, not have your opponent have a board where, like, they're superior on board. Uh, like, if they're behind, yes, ahead, of course you're going to play it and kill something. But if you're ahead you're going to play this and let it sit there because you're going to play it so you can use your mana unless there's like really common planeswalker removal you're yeah, not really that's in danger having think attacked. Of
0: that is what the planeswalker removal yeah. is like i
1: think you just you you play it and let it sit there and like the prevent the the static ability clause is nice um, yeah and it's you know pretty decent against like burn burn decks yeah like except that
0: a -2 is like completely irrelevant
1: oh who cares oh actually
0: it. It exiles Phoenix. What Phoenix? The, the Phoenix the four three flyer.
1: Oh, rekindling Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's, that's kind
0: of perfect against red decks. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, if they're if they play that, yeah. If, if they might go a little bit bigger or maybe post board, they're probably bringing it in anyways. So you get to bring in this. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it seems like a decent card. I don't think it'll see a ton of play, but.
0: But who decent. is the wanderer? Who is the wonder? Who is the wonder? Kaya, coolest person ever in the multiverse. Yeah, I know you're a big Kaya fan. She runs through walls, she runs through eternals.
1: That's true. The eternals found some sparks to be quite slippery. Mm. So, what does Kaya do, kitty?
0: Well, Kaya is the bane of the dead. (laughs) She is hybrid white black hybrid white black hybrid white black if you're counting that was three hybrid wow so
1: she's total six mana huh
0: and then another three yes so total of six for seven loyalty wow and here's her static it's it's a mouthful your opponents and permanence your opponent's control with hexproof can be the targets of spells Ooh. and ability you control, as though they didn't have Hexproof.
1: Finally, you can kill cat Carnage Tyrant.
0: Minus three exile target creature. Right, so it could be six mana, minus three exile target Carnage Tyrant. Yeah,
1: yeah, this card's, you know, it's decent. Uh, like, in limited, this is two removal spells for six mana, assuming they can't kill it. It's um, a good place to be. It's pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. I mean, we've paid five or six mana before just to kill a creature, so in limited. Having oh, a six yeah. mana thing that does that...
0: Twice.
1: seems decent seems decent i'm a i'm a fan all right next we have ungroth's rage or ungroth's wrath or something uh it's a sorcery choose one target player sacrifices an artifact target player sacrifices a creature target player sacrifices a planeswalker so yeah. i think in uh this is a cool card because of its flexibility um so in standard this is probably just Dreadbore where you get to play two mana at sorcery speed and kill a planeswalker If they only have a creature, you get to deal with that. Artifact, sure, blow it up, treasure map, it's gone. Um, So the flexibility of this is awesome, and the base mode of, like, destroy a Planeswalker is pretty good. So two mana. Yeah, Yeah. two mana. Uh, I think the card is is pretty decent. Um, You could... I just just don't think it's super likely you see it in, like, Modern, because the modes individually are all just too weak, because they're Mm -hmm. sacrificial base. But, yeah, who knows, who knows. Next is Ungrath, Captain of Chaos. Uh, hybrid black-red, hybrid black-red. Two. Five, loyalty. Creatures you control have menace. Minus two, amass two. Here's another example, right? I might want to wait to amass two a second time until they kill my first army.
0: Right, right, right. Um,
1: so another, another way this could play out differently. But... Yeah, this card seems uh, really strong in aggressive decks. The the static ability is really All the All
0: your creatures have menace. Yeah, that's a pretty freaking strong static ability. It's super menace strong. Is menace like is really good. A, a real pain to deal with. Yeah.
1: So uh Ungrath, if you're gonna be attacking, Ungrath is sweet. Um because the menace is just so strong. This is a planeswalker that like sure make it two two, but like menace. Yeah. Like that. Like that a lot.
0: Next we have Gideon's Triumph. It's white one, instant, target opponent sacrifices a creature that attacked or blocked this turn. If you control Gideon Planeswalker, that player sacrifices two of those creatures instead.
1: Card's pretty sweet. Um, Standard, very playable. Uh, we've, you know, Blessed Alliance saw play in standard. If and a couple other
0: modes, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but this gives you the, also the chance to kill two of them. And also, Gideon's Triumph is more flexible in Blessed Alliance, because Blessed Alliance forced them to sack an attacking creature, this forced you to sack a creature that attacked this turn.
0: Uh, right, right. It doesn't have to be during combat. Right.
1: You can do this end step and then have them sack the creature. Uh, I don't know why, why? you would necessarily <laughs> do that. But you could. And that's pretty cool.
0: Well, I would say, like, the nice thing, right, one thing we talk about is when you're playing a control deck and you don't want to use your removal spells during combat because you want to make sure they don't play a more impactful threat post-combat. So, oh sure yeah for constructed yeah 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 absolutely. so you can wait take the damage use your life as a resource and then post combat if they haven't played a more impactful threat you can still destroy the creature that attacked
1: right because if you want to hold up a counter spell for another creature or just a different kind of removal spell for another right. creature or something and
0: you don't risk it so
1: and the uh, the gideon mode is really strong if you have a gideon this is like two mana for
0: destroy two creatures yeah like
1: honestly like half a settle the wreckage for two mana is really good yeah really really good next uh i a card that i'm really excited about uh. which is weird because it's green but it's uh <laughs> vivian's Arcbow. this is green one legendary artifact you can pay x tap it and discard a card look at the top x cards of your library you may put a creature card with converted mana cost x or less from among them onto the battlefield put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order thoughts on this
0: i need to process this okay okay <laughs>
1: so i love this card um Because I have a soft spot in my heart for any card that makes, um, that smooths out variants. And flooding late game is just feels so bad. And this gives you something to do with your mana that's guaranteed to hit a spell. Uh, and I love that. This is, like, so perfect for, like, picture this in, like, the Devotion decks, right? The Mono Green Devotion decks. Where you're just like, alright, well, I drew a land that I don't want, or... Oh, man, yeah. I drew that Llanowar Elves on turn nine, right? <laughs> Let's get rid of it and draw something that matters. So it's so good. And we don't know what other creatures we're going to get. But and you
0: put it onto the battlefield. Yeah, I know.
1: It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other creatures you're going to get, but you could go, like, imagine paying 10 and getting an Ulamog, and now I have an Ulamog on the battlefield. Like, that's really good. Uh, so we'll see what, what legendary creatures you have. You could get, like, a Zakama, right? Or something like that. But just... The ability of the card to smooth out variants is really good. It's super cheap to play, so very worth it. And um, for people who are interested in this, you know, it does let green decks get around counter spells.
0: Oh, uh, so true. So true. Not
1: a not a big fan of that part, but
0: Yeah. I'm a pretty big fan of that part. Yeah, yeah. Actually just on like sort of a random superficial level, I just I kinda like when they make colored artifacts.
1: Well expect a lot more of them. Yeah? Yeah, they've been talking about how, you know, after the Catastrophe of Kalidek, uh, uh one way to fix that is to just make artifacts be colored. Because yeah. players love artifacts, so if you make colored artifacts, then you can right. fix that.
0: Well, it's yeah, because it adds the restriction, right? Because yeah. the default with a card like Smuggler's Copter was, it should go in any deck right. as a four-of, because it can.
1: Right. Um, additionally, Vivian's Arcbow. I think you really, realistically can expect to see in Modern as well. Um, I really? think that... Uh, some elves players have been talking about putting it into elves because it's so cheap and then in the late game you make massive amounts of mana and then you just find shaman of the pack right oh, yeah. it's like another chord of the calling essentially or you find a lord or whatever a Zuri. right um
0: yeah and it doesn't mill you it <coughs> just puts back on the bottom of your library yeah
1: and modern's way too fast right now for this to be relevant but you know 2 years ago when i was playing like Bant Eldrazi, right i looked mm-hmm. i was looking for a way to deal with the deck's flooding so I was playing Secure the Waste, which was really good for me. But Vivian's Arc Bow, I would have been really happy to play as well. I think the card is just is, is really, really, really good. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So let's get to Vivian then.
0: Yeah, Viv herself. She is the Champion of the Wilds. Green 3 for 4 Loyalty. I said 3, but I meant 2. <laughs> 3 total. Green yeah. 2 for 4 Loyalty. Uh, you may cast creature spells as though they had Flash.
1: Vivian love it you you constructed staple you
0: yeah she's good i mean she's a, she is she's the, a the green to fairy.
1: Segment. she's the green to fairy.
0: yeah let's see who wins uh. <laughs> uh, plus one until your next turn up to one target creature gets vigilance and reach minus two look at the top three cards of your library exile one face down put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order for as long as that remains exiled you may look at that card, and you may cast it as if if it is a creature card.
1: Yeah. Strong.
0: Oh, so it's like a, um, what's it called? Thief of Sanity that doesn't have to connect. And it uh, will play your own deck.
1: And it only gets creatures? Yeah. It's like the plus one from Vivian last time, yeah. I don't know if I would consider that mm-hmm. as Thief of Sanity, but...
0: Okay, yeah, it's like the plus one. It puts a creature card in your hand. Think about this card, though, But you don't have to reveal it.
1: But this is so you good. It's, that it's, it's three have mana, a creature with flash. and you get to if you have Wilderness Reclamation, uh, Hydra Crazes, and step. Uh, for a lot. Gross. You know, Wilderness Reclamation is a really good card, gross. but yeah, Vivian, uh, Vivian is is strong, cheap, uh, priced to be good. I think so. I think it's reasonable to so expect to see some Vivian, more Vivian action in Standard.
0: Yeah. Next we have Teo the Shieldmate. <laughs> I thought I was going to say Shield. Shield Mage. It's uh, white two for five loyalty. You have hexproof. Minus two, create a zero three wall. White wall with defender. Yeah,
1: and his corresponding creature card, which we won't talk much about, is three mana for a zero three wall, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. This needs- is a guy who loves walls.
0: He shields, you know? Yeah. You know, any part of the city that's standing, just be like, yeah, thanks, Tao. Yeah. You probably shielded it.
1: Uh, I don't know what I would do with this card. Uh, I <laughs> guess you can play it in your Bant Walls deck that has uh the card that, you know, what's the Elder Dragon, the Bant one? Arcadia, oh, Ar- Sabbath, yeah, yeah. and um, High Alert, right? So Arcadia, Sabbath, and High Alert, and then yeah. you make a 3-3 with him.
0: So <laughs> you can make two three That's true, that's
1: true. Yeah, so I'm not that high on Teo. I think in like a defensive or controlling deck in Limited, he's fine. But
0: yeah. You know, he stops uh, red burn spells from yeah. killing you. That's true. That's true. Alright,
1: next we have Davriel, Rogue Shadow Mage. Black 2 for a 3-mana Planeswalker. Static ability at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep. If that player has one or fewer cards in hand, Davriel, Rogue Shadow Mage, deals 2 damage to them. Minus 1, target player discards a card.
0: It's an 8-rack, except it deals 2 damage instead of 3. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's going to be, you know, interesting to see if this gets into modern, into 8-rack, and becomes 12-rack instead, <laughs> because Davriel. Uh, and it's not bad. I mean, you know, it's a mind rod over two turns that uh, starts dealing damage to them. So, And you can use it a third time if you want to as well. So, yeah. cool card.
0: And, if you haven't read it yet, you should definitely read the story about Davriel, because it was written by Brandon Sanderson, who is an amazing, prolific author. It is true. And it is very amusing. Yeah. So, that's my pitch.
1: Cool. Uh, And then, it looks like uh, the last card I'll pick for tonight is Giant Growth is back. Green for Torakuchi gets plus three plus three to end of turn, so... That's cool.
0: Oh my gosh. The art on this is the, I don't know, that Planeswalker. The, is it the Chinese exclusive Planeswalker? And oh, his yeah. dog? He's
1: making his dog big. Massive. That's adorable. <laughs>
0: the dog is just like huge.
1: He does love his dog. Uh, what's so, the flavor? Do we have the flavor text translated? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Dark creature becomes an absolute unit until end of turn. Yeah, so that's it for tonight. Um, those were our favorite cards to talk about. Once what you are your favorite ours? cards? Tavere.
0: comment in the comments Tavere.
1: below. Oh, oh, you're asking us, yeah, to comment us I'm them I'm asking the, the listeners, the viewers,
0: the ear listeners, the ear, the ear viewers. viewers. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more uh, with episode two. Um, thanks again to our sponsors, New England Comics, you can find online at NEC Coolidge on Facebook, and to Flipside Gaming, you can find at flipsidegaming.com. I'm Ryan.
0: I'm Katie, and this is spoiler, spoiler season. season.